Hello and welcome to another episode of Popcorn. I am your host, Kaylee, and joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Lulu Bell. Hey, Kaylee, and hi, Poppers. I am super excited to be talking about the movie we're going to be talking about this episode. (laughs) That is Star Wars The Force Awakens. There's been an awakening. such a test and it's time all teams give it everything you got i'll show them the dark side now a warning to everyone who's listening if you haven't seen the movie yet you'll want to stop listening to this podcast now because it's going to be chock full of spoilers and plot points and all those juicy tidbits so put it on pause go see the movie and then come back otherwise if you've watched it you'll have enjoy this episode even more and we figured since the movie's been out for a couple weeks most of you should have gone to see it already so it's going to be spoilerific To get started, this film, it basically is picking up for those of you who may not know, it's picking up right after the end of episode six, it is, because this is episode seven. Well, it's not right after, though. Well, given about 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, give or take 20 years. (laughs) Or so. I mean, it, 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 it follows basically after what happened when the Empire fell. And we are introduced to our protagonists first. Our leads being Finn, who's John Boyega, who is fantastic. And then Daisy Ridley, who plays Rey. Finn is a stormtrooper. Apparently he's going out on his first mission and he doesn't have it in himself to actually pull the trigger Mm -hmm. and kill a bunch of innocent people. And so that's kind of where we start off. Uh, This film, on the whole, it seems to follow the same pattern as episode four, A New Hope. There's a droid who's got a secret message. He's got to get it to the right people. And the rebels are there again, or I guess they never went away. And then the robot ends up in the hands of this young girl in this case it's ray who's living in a sand desert very much like luke skywalker in a new hope um except in this time she's in a planet called jaku and it's very it has a lot of those mirroring effects from a new hope except this time it's a girl and not a boy Mm -hmm. and she also instead of pairing up with a wise jedi she gets paired up with a stormtrooper which she doesn't quite figure out keeps the secret from her and uh, there's a funny exchange between finn and then han solo where han solo says they always find out so you best <laughs> tell her before it gets too far along but that that was something about this film it, it had lots of great tidbits of humor sprinkled throughout and i know the original series had its own brand of humor but this just really had the mark of jj abrams all over it oh yeah 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 i mean i was thinking in my mind about all the star trek films and how good those films were but they were filled with funny jokes like legitimately funny jokes he's very witty and he manages to put that into his films fantastically Mm -hmm. 
I love the witty banter, particularly between uh, Finn and Ray. There's like the scene where they're running through a marketplace and Finn keeps trying to grab Ray's hand. And she's like, no, you don't need to hold my hand. I can run. <laughs> and, and it was that joke was just great on so many levels. The fact that we have a strong female lead who doesn't need to be rescued. If anything, she's kind of saving Finn's butt a lot of the time. Yeah, because he's a stormtrooper, but he doesn't really seem to know what to do with himself. They gave the sense that he was recruited when he was a kid and they taught him how to be a stormtrooper, but he never really fit in. Which is why when he goes on his first mission, he doesn't like what he's supposed to do. And so he ends up escaping with another awesome character, which I really liked and enjoyed watching. Which is played by Oscar Isaac and the character is Poe. And he's part of the rebellion. Although actually in this film they don't call it rebellion anymore. They call it the... Resistance. They're still the rebels. Yeah, they're still the rebels, but they call it the resistance. And so it seems like basically that even though the Empire has ended, that there there has been no centralized galaxy government like there was in episodes 1, 2, and 3. Cor- Coruscant doesn't rule the universe. It's not a political center. And so you're kind of left with a vacuum of power. And so the good guys didn't form anything, and the bad guys kind of reorganized themselves into the First Order. That was interesting. And of course... One thing this film does is that it it leaves a lot of questions open and which makes sense because this is going to be a trilogy. But there, there's a lot of questions uh, like behind Finn. Was he actually recruited as a kid or was he recruited as an infant? Or so I thought they were supposed to all be clones, but clearly they've moved beyond clones at this point. Right. Well, I guess they kind of gave the sense that when the Empire fell, most of those clones either died or they just... I don't know, maybe went their own way. And so they had to start recruiting. <laughs> something along those lines. I'm sure they'll reveal. Or they might, I think they might have even said something in the film and uh, we just missed it, I'm sure. And then, of course, there's Ray who's living on her own and she gets a flashback. That's not really, it's not really a, a flashback of her. There's some of her memories, but she also gets a vision at the same time. And that happens basically mm-hmm. when she discovers Luke Skywalker's lightsaber and she touches it. So she hears, she actually hears Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's the Ian McGregor Obi-Wan Kenobi calling her. There's the scene of her as a little girl being left behind on the sand planet. Images of what happened to Luke and his, he started to do a Jedi training camp, all those sorts of things. But there's a question on like, well, who is she? Why was she left behind? Who are her parents? So there's lots of like fan theories going on. Oh, maybe she's Luke's daughter, or maybe she's, you know, somebody else. Although I'd kind of like it if she wasn't related to any of the main characters, she just happened to be somebody the Force picked, or however it works. <laughs> that, I think, would be very original and new, because, I don't know, from all of the other Star Wars films, they kind of made it so that everyone was connected to someone in some way. And when she touched Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, I was like, oh, so she's his daughter. Okay, so I'd be kind of pleasantly surprised if she wasn't, if she was just some other person who just happened to be unique in and of herself. Well, we don't know whose daughter she is. I mean, it's never said or stated in any way, but I've I've read a few popular fan theories Mm -hmm. that they're like, oh, it could be Skywalker's daughter, so who knows? 
And then there, of course, is the return of Harrison Ford as Han Solo and Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. And even Mark Hamill makes an appearance at the very end. Short, but he makes his appearance, so I'm guessing that he's going to be more important in the other films. Yeah, and they're basically thrown in, I think, more just to please the diehard fans. I didn't really feel like Solo or Princess Leia added much of anything to this film, to be honest with you. Not that what they did was poor in any way, but it it just, it was, it was a definite nod to the fans and... It, mm-hmm. But it, it also set up for another mirroring effect of the original Star Wars where there's the, the bridge scene, there's the father and son scene, and it has major echoes of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. Which is what I'm assuming they meant. Clearly, and apparently our villain, Kylo Ren, played by Adam Driver, would be Darth Vader's grandson. So he mm-hmm. feels the need to finish Darth Vader's work. He turned against the light side because it sounds like he was being trained by Luke Skywalker and went to the dark Mm -hmm. side. But there's a lot of interesting fan theories floating around about him because instead of being tempted by the dark side, he's being tempted by the light side. So what if he's trying to infiltrate the First Order and go undercover? That sort of thing. So is he truly evil? Well, when you kill your dad... (laughs) I'm not so sure you're trying to infiltrate the dark side. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're already part of the dark side. Who knows? Unless he and Han pulled Severus Snape and Albus Dumbledore, in which he told him, yeah, you're going to kill me. This is on purpose. So unless Mm -hmm. they did that, I'm pretty sure that Kylo Ren is going to be like the dark villain. Yeah. Well, Harrison Ford's supposed to show up in the next one. So either he's going to be coming back to life or there's going to be a flashback scene because those are the only two ways you could do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of our villain, though, what did you think of Kylo Ren? I'm still kind of thinking about it. I think Adam Driver did a good job in his portrayal of it. I'm just not sure the character in and of itself is as dark as they wanted him to be, despite the fact that he did kill Han. But I don't know. I have a feeling that because it's Disney and because it's J.J. Abrams, they're going to try to have like this redemption arc for the villain which is what most of the recent origin stories of villains have done so I'm still kind of on the fence about that I I think I need to see the next one or maybe even see this one again to really figure out whether I like that character or not Mm -hmm. well he's he's definitely he's a young villain so I think he's still he's not going to be as that dark because he's not even fully confident in his own abilities yet and you throughout Mm -hmm. the whole film you see him struggling with how evil does he need to be he's struggling to live up to Darth Vader and his legacy but then he's struggling with the fact that he's turned against his family and the light side is tempting him at the same time he wants to go to the dark side and stay there so it's it's a really complex teenager written character (laughs) but at the same time he's going through an existential crisis (laughs) pretty much but unlike a lot of the teen films i've seen over this past year 
his character was very well developed. I feel the uh, Adam Driver did a good job because there there was a chance for his character to be rather whiny, mm-hmm. kind of like the older Anakin Skywalker in episodes two and three. Yeah. Who I, it just drove me nuts, but Driver managed to skirt that, and he didn't annoy me so much. But again, there's some great banter scenes between him and then uh, Daisy Ridley as Ray mm-hmm. uh, a couple times, and as she is realizing that she has uh, access to the Force and uses it against him, or more or less, not so much against it, but to protect herself, mm-hmm. and that that that's a big difference. That scene with them together is really great. They were able to play off each other very well. Mm-hmm. I I definitely agree. Well, I just want to also mention like how awesome it is the fact that we have a woman as a star and a, a black man as a star of arguably the biggest franchise in modern cinematic history. It's about freaking time. <laughs> I know that some people have criticized. Ray as being too perfect into Mary Sue, but I don't necessarily agree that she's a flawless character. She has her own foibles. Well, first of all, she she doesn't have the perfect harness of the Force. She's young and impressionable, so she doesn't really question Finn when she first meets him. She's like a little bit cautious, but then they're thrown in together, and you could see her youth shining through. So now I'm going to be curious when she finds out. I'm sure she's going to find out that Finn was a stormtrooper. What will happen there? Didn't he already say that to her, though? Did he? He did. I don't know. When he was uh, at the, toward the end, when he was going to rescue her and she ended up rescuing herself, which was awesome. He does mention that. I'm pretty sure he does. I can't remember now. <laughs> I've only seen it once. It was a few weeks ago and I, it's been a few movies ago, actually. So <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I don't know. I might be wrong. The uh, Listeners, uh, Tell us what happened. Because <laughs> I saw it a while ago, too, and I can't really remember now. Like, I, I'm waiting for it to calm down before I go back and see it again. So, yeah. well, either way, it's just, I love that relationship that they have because it feels very mm-hmm. genuine. Ridley and Boyega have a, a good connection on screen, which is just a joy mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah, and then they're both very naive. I mean... They're young. They haven't really been out there, especially Rey, who she's actually led kind of a sheltered life in Jakku. I mean, she hasn't seen the war. She hasn't had to experience a whole lot. I mean, she seems to have suffered somewhat being there, but it's not the same. And so she's kind of very open minded and she believes in everyone. So I think she did a a great job of portraying that so I don't I I don't think she was perfect I just think she was who she was I think we will get to see who her character is really in the following films now that she's actually in the middle of everything well, you know, and I, I don't think, I sh- I wouldn't say sheltered, because she, she was living alone since she was a child on that desert planet. So she's got street smarts, and she knows how to take care of herself, but she hasn't lost mm-hmm. hope. And I think that's, that's the big thing for her character, is that she's hopeful. And that's kind of always a message of these Star Wars stories, is holding on to hope and fighting for, for what's right and, and just. 
it doesn't get much more complicated than that. Star Wars is not a complicated series. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's always about family, doing what's right, and hope. And then as far as Finn, actually, I liked his character because he, for me, was the most complex because he's basically being ripped away from all that he knows. He willingly left it. And he's basically dodging every bullet to not reveal the fact that he was on the wrong side. He's a bit of a coward, actually. Yeah, but he gets guts after he meets Ray. He starts to get he starts to get some guts, and but it takes a while. And I think it's um, I was fascinated to watch his character grow. Yeah, I think out of all of the characters, he did the most growth because he started out on the wrong side, and slowly he saw that there was a different way, and so he chose to take a different mm-hmm. path. I'm really looking forward now to seeing where this story goes and how it continues, how Luke is going to come into the story and how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it, it was a not a disappointment at all. I thoroughly enjoyed the film and I'd have to say that actually it's my favorite out of all the Star Wars films and that's having only seen it once. But there, there's just everything came together as far as story, script, characters special effects like they they used a lot of practical effects it wasn't Mm -hmm. overly cgi'd or underly cgi'd yeah which i really appreciated that i feel like if i had never seen star wars before and this was my first introduction to it this film would have made me a fan so i was very pleased with it so what would you give it as a star rating kaylee I'm giving it a solid four stars. Not a five because it's not my most favorite film of the year. And I wasn't particularly moved, but I did thoroughly enjoy myself. Same here. I'd give it a solid four. It was incredibly entertaining. The story went in a good direction. I love that the CGI wasn't overwhelming. I liked all of the characters. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode, Poppers, and thank you so much for listening. You can catch up on past episodes by checking us out online at popcornfanfilmreviews.weebly.com or you can always check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Leave us a message. We would love to hear from you. And check out our website. There's a whole bunch of other stuff there, too. And also, just a heads up, uh, starting in the new year, we're going to be switching the day our podcast comes out from Wednesdays to Sundays. And that's just to give us a little bit more time to get these edited and cleaned up perfectly for you guys. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.